Hey guys, this is Foster. Just a quick note before we get started today. This is part one of a two-part series where I am talking with the language expert, Tony Marsh. Super interesting, so check out part one and part two. Okay, on with the show. Oi, fala aí pessoal, bom dia. Você está escutando o inglês do inglês do rádio. I am your host, Foster Hodge. This is your daily dose of English. Hey guys, what's up? This is Foster from English Nui Uh Today we have a guest episode, a very special guest. Uh, we have Tony Marsh from the Tony Marsh Method. Hey Tony, how are you doing? Start doing well. How are you? I'm doing very well. Thank you. So, Tony, you are a very interesting person. You have a Thank very you. interesting background, a very interesting background with language and travel. I know that you've worked with the military, that you speak Arabic, Portuguese, Spanish, French, you have some crazy methods. Can you tell me a little bit about, just a little bit about your story or how you would describe your story? Yeah, definitely. Uh, well, my uh, language learning uh, journey, I would say, began at about age 17. Uh, I began learning Spanish and, uh, you know, was really, really into it. It just kind of took took over my life in a way. Um, I was a, about senior senior in high school taking Spanish one, but at the same time I was um, very much you know learning the language and using the language uh, with mm -hmm. people as much as I could and everything. Right, uh, realized that I was into it and uh, had the opportunity to go to Brazil for a few months. And uh, while I was in Brazil, about age 19, uh, did the similar sort of approach that I had done with, uh, with Spanish, uh, with Portuguese. Uh, learned to love Portuguese. It's one of my you know maybe my favorite language, right? Which I find a lot of people say. Yeah, uh, that's know. a very common thing. It's a common language to be, a, yeah. So I uh, came back uh, from Brazil and was like, I want to learn more language. And, and I, uh, I wanted to learn Mandarin Chinese. So I was like, okay, what if I join the military and uh, get to go to the military language school out in California? And so I was like, I went to a recruiter, did the whole thing. And they're like, yeah, it's a possibility. You know, so ended up doing that. Didn't get Mandarin. They assigned me Arabic, which was awesome too. And I, again, learned to love Arabic, um, but studied Arabic, uh, served uh, in, in the Air Force for four years from uh, 2005 to 2009. And after 2009, uh, left the military and began teaching group uh, Spanish classes at a school here in Chicago. And uh, from there, start, you know, start, you know, teaching Portuguese and teaching Arabic uh, to these groups as well. And uh, from there, about 2010, I just began formulating something that I felt was kind of like a method. I, you know, every, every teacher yeah, yeah. gets own style, of course, and everything. But there was something kind of, I don't know, something calling me within the language that was beyond the language too. And it started taking me into um, investigations on certain concepts like fractals, fractal shapes, fractal geometry, and, and so on and so forth. Yeah. And uh, 
and, and, and Zen style things and so on and so forth, all kind of within the, the language microcosm, if you will. So uh, developing that uh, method with, with students and everything, a couple years later, I was at the, at the point where I was ready to start kind of documenting some things and sort of officially, if you will, like system, systematizing, you know, systematizing uh, yeah. things. And it became what I'm calling the Tony Marsh uh, method, which brings us to today, 2018. And I'm, you know, teaching students and uh, starting to work with other teachers and train them. And uh, uh, and 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 what I really like to do is uh, teach people the best ways to be their own teacher when learning a language. You see what I'm saying? So like, not necessarily just here's the language, but but what what are the some of the best uh, methods and ways that a, a person can more effectively teach themselves a language so they so they don't have to rely on books and apps and teachers. Exactly, exactly. So you're more focused on strategy and and methodology because I always tell my students like. My goal is that you don't need me anymore, right? Yes, yes. Cool, cool. So two things just kind of stuck out to me. First, you said when you were learning Spanish that you were really into it, and then you also fell in love with Portuguese. So for a lot of my students, they never like have that deep connection. What do you mean when you really like got into the language? Was it like the cultural aspect or was it language itself or a combination of everything? You sure. Yeah, I, I'd say a combination of everything. Um, it could be all of that and more depending depending on who you, who you are. For me personally, it was it was the social dimension. It was meeting people and uh, the interpersonal dimension, you know, uh, making yeah. new friends yeah, and Cultural, for sure. Fortunate to be in Brazil. Not that one has to go to a, another country to learn a language. You could, you know, find, you know, but uh, but uh, definitely culture, definitely um, interpersonal, but also the the sort of the art of learning itself uh, was always very interesting to me. And there's something just fun for you know to put it bluntly about learning language about learning something in general but it was like a pathway into almost a philosophical dimension um, for me which doesn't necessarily have to be for everyone but uh, it it was uh be, the, the the art of learning became something that was um, very interesting to me yeah 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 the meta skill learning how to learn learning to learn that's right yeah i love that you can describe all that and your experience with language without like talking about grammar or like phrasal verbs or something, you know, that you're talking about philosophy and geometry and the art of learning. I think those, you know, strategic developments are a lot, a lot more important. That's awesome. I'm all about some strategy. Yeah, man. Uh, So the second thing that is just kind of a curiosity for me is you're interested in language and you know you wanted to work with it more. I kind of had the same thing and my idea was okay, I'm going to move to Spain and teach elementary school students. Yeah. And yours was to be like working cryptography in the military. <laughs> so yeah, um do, do you have like a military background in your family or was that completely just I want to learn languages and I think this is the best avenue to to follow that pursuit? It was mainly that I wanted to learn another language and the pieces kind of fell in place. I was college age at that point, but like wasn't about to go to college and just full disclosure, I wasn't a good student in high school. Just going to put that out there. <laughs> it's just for anyone out there, didn't I'm saying just because, and for anyone out there that is thinking, well, I'm, I was bad at 
English in high school. I was sucked at Spanish in high school. I, that means I can't learn a language. It's not necessarily that, you know what I mean? Like often the C student does better than the A student, nothing against the A student. And then I'm, I'm over here like repping the, like, uh, the F students, by the way. So anyway. Yeah, no, I totally hear you. Most of my like best students, I mean, I have great students yeah, that are yeah. very by the book, but most of my best students are the ones that never studied formally or just they learned a little bit in school and did not care about it at all. <laughs> so, for sure. For yeah, sure. a shout out to the C and under students. For sure. So, in, so uh, instead of you know going to college like most of my friends were doing, um, the military fell into place. It, it, like it, like I said, it was mainly learn a new language. Um, as far as military background uh, in my family, there there is some. I have uncles and cousins that are military, but we're not like a super hardcore military. My parents, uh, my dad or mom wasn't uh, military, so it wasn't like necessarily. It wasn't like I was like I'm going to join the military and I'll be a linguist. I'll happen to be a linguist. It was like I will. I want to learn a new language, and so well, what if I join the military? It was more like that. Cool. Cool. Awesome. Awesome. So Tony, we have talked before and you said something that was super interesting to me and really just resonated with me. So a lot of my students, they tend to overcomplicate everything, especially right. in the beginning. They just don't know where to start and they have a thousand different things coming from all angles with like grammar and listening right. and you know trying to learn how to speak and syntax. And you said something along the lines of one of the most important things you need to think about is what do you want to say in a foreign language and to whom? So what do you want to say and who do you want to say it to? Can you explain a little bit more about what you mean by that or? Sure. Yeah. Sure, sure, sure. Uh, yeah, totally. Um, th there's, so that, that sort of mantra, no, of what do you want to say and to whom? That 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 resonates through lessons. That that can be pulled out at any time and just say, okay, hold hold on here. I know we're you know this we might be be getting into the weeds a bit with something. It's like let's back up and just remember like what are what are you looking to do with with this language anywhere or or or, or specifically what are you perhaps looking to do with this grammatical thing like okay ref, these phrasal verbs like right like there's if, you, if people struggle you know, learning English with phrasal verbs and they and because they see lists upon lists and go oh, this makes no sense what am i supposed to do memorize all this or it just <laughs> And, and at the end of the day, it's like, okay, it's not, you're not just trying to memorize something. You're, you're trying to be able to, it's, it's the difference between uh, language is a tool, right? So it, it's, it's exactly. the difference between studying how the tool works, oh, the tool and picking up the tool and going, okay, let's do a job with, because at the end of the day, the point of the tool is to do a job. So why not do the job and learn the tool by doing the job? It's not dangerous. It's not, you don't, it's not a, you know, crazy chainsaw. It's like, just start, start with the end in mind type of thing. You know, it's, Exactly. Exactly. It's kind of getting back to the roots. And I always say that language is just a tool for connection, for making connection with right. humans. Right. Right. And you want to make this tool work for you. You're not working to try to figure out how the tool, like the different parts of the tool. That's not the important part. Exactly. Important exactly. Part. And now people will say, and it can it can go as far as people going, okay, so are you saying, are you in that school of thought, which is don't worry about grammar, just use the infinitive verb in all tenses or something like that. I'm like, no, 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 I'm not, I'm not saying just do anything. I'm saying that knowing how to speak the language, which is, which is to say, understanding how the pieces come together and how, how sentences form and how right, verbs right. form, uh, that's part of the deal. I mean, that's part of what you have to know, but it's only, it's only part of it. And so uh, a, a sort of mantra that builds on that is that there are three ingredients that you want to have with you at any time 
when um, you're learning the language and you want to keep these in balance. And those three ingredients are have something to say, know how to say it, and have someone to say it to. That's perfect. Right? Have some have something to say. What are you even learning the language for? Like, what do you want? Are you are you, are you taking? Are you speaking with your neighbor? You have a neighbor that speaks Spanish. Why don't you? You know, and they're like, no, no, I'm not looking to. You know what I mean? It's like, just let me, I'm, I'm scared. You know, it's like, okay, okay, let's work. You know. Yeah, yeah, and I right. kind of take it. I think that should be implicitly like part of the package of everyone has something to say. Everyone has a story to tell, and right. maybe sometimes they just need to give it a little more thought and articulate a little bit yeah. more about what they have to say to people of a different culture. Right. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So having something to say, um, knowing how to say it. Now, this is when you do get into the structural aspect of language, which is grammar and vocabulary and, and, mm -hmm. and stuff. Like that. And then, uh, and then that's where my, my methodology, I think really sort of zeroes in because I'm interested in a very structural approach, um, to mixing and matching building blocks and blah, blah, blah. So, um, that's, that's the know how to say it part. And then the third part, have someone to say it too, because at the end of the day, if you, if you, if you think you speak a language, you know, he's, he speaks Spanish, how, how would you even know if he does, it's like if a tree falls, <laughs> exactly. if he falls in the forest and don't around, you know what I mean? It's like, Oh yeah, I think, yeah, I think I speak Spanish. It's like, do you, do you, I mean, I got all A's, so do I think I speak Spanish? <laughs> but if you don't actually speak it, which means use it to communicate, as the, then it's like you, you, you don't even, you won't even know. So, yeah. so that's, that's the, uh, the third, have someone to say it to. Uh, most people get bogged down on the know how to say it part. Yeah. You know, what, why phrase, why is it, you know, why, 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 why this, why that? And, and, and they don't take a step back and go, okay, what do I just want to say and to whom which is the two the two bookends of that yeah so i guess the two things that just kind of come to mind for me um knowing how to say it the most yep. common mistake i see with my students is it doesn't have to be perfect you know we're not talking True. about like True. zero conjugations or anything but knowing how to say something doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to say it exactly like a native speaker in the most articulate right. way possible. Right. right. And when you talk about having something to say, I always see this with my students where they have something they really want to express and they start trying to express it in a super complicated way. Yeah. And I try to say, let's just take a step back. Like, you yep. know, they're saying like... Yeah, I'm an international journalist and I want to learn English because I think I'm going to travel right. abroad and but you know, I have this financial situation at home and they can't think about yep. all of the grammar. I'm like, okay, so you want to learn English because you're traveling and you're a journalist, right? So let's start from there and then we can start building, you know, adding blocks as we go. Yeah, yeah, exactly. 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 Yeah. I find the key there is to give the, the reason to say something like, like put a thought in their mind and then try to draw it out. So for example, and every teacher does, it's, it's called realia, right? Like you show up a painting and hey, let's just class, let's describe the, the painting. Exactly. And, and that's super Cause that draws the ideas out. Um, what I like to do to create realia is just ask you a question. Cause as soon as I ask you a question, it creates what I feel is like a low pressure system, like in me, right? Like if I'm like, if I'm like, um, Foster, you said you're from uh north carolina right and you're like no no south carolina man get it right like you know what i mean it's like, like you feel like you want to like you feel like you want to rush to fill in my lack of knowledge you right what i'm saying so if you just ask we're practicing portuguese like okay let's this new student it's like okay so qual é o seu nome? 
And they're like, so on and so forth. And I'm like, okay. And uh, how was your day? What did you do today? Oh, what do you, and the more sort of like provocative of a question it is, um, or the more interesting of a question it is, the more it draws the language out of them. And I find that the, the key to the actual moment the, 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 of, of true language learning is when you express a thought, not when you learn a word. That's just the first part. That's like loading it. But like it's when it actually comes out. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Real language learning happens when you express a thought in that language. Exactly. And I love the idea of just kind of posing a question in order to give someone something to say. I was talking to another language teacher recently who says he always uses the idea of pizza. And especially with Brazilians, like Paulistas, people from Sao Paulo, claim that Sao Paulo has the best pizza in the world. Right. And you're also from Chicago, so you have a stake. You have a dog in this fight as well. Right. So you could easily just say, like, I like pizza. Do you like pizza? Right. And they're like, oh, yeah, I like pizza. I'm like, well, I'm from Chicago. We have the best pizza in the world, don't right. you think? Right, And they're like, oh, poor, no, no, okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And then you can start really getting them to have something to say. Yeah, that that brings it out. There was there was a guy that I was speaking with. He's a he's a Spanish teacher in high school, and he was like, "So listen, my kid, my kids in my class in my Spanish class, like, it, whenever we talk about random stuff or I try to teach them something, they could care less. But as soon as I let them talk about music, something that they're, oh, this rapper is this, then they start talking, even in Spanish. And he's like, so so how can I get them to to learn other stuff, grammar and everything, when we're not talking about music? And I'm like, dude, I would talk about music every day. Like if that's all they want to talk about, fine. Like let that be the thing." You can find past tense, present tense, future tense, blah, 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 phrasal, blah, you know, whatever you um, want to actually teach them. But the fact is they have a thought in their mind that they want to come that, that, that they want to express. And like we've just established, it's as can be as simple as just asking a question, pr- provocative type question, you know, and, and letting people go, no, this is my favorite. No, that's the this. That's the that. And, and they're using the language. Yeah, exactly. I always try to, you know, whatever you're doing just as a normal human being in your native language. Yeah. That should be your starting point for yeah, learning another language. That's right. to have something to say. Exactly. You already have something to say. You just have to make some cultural and stylistic changes to be able to You s- have to know how to say it. Guys, I think that is a great place to stop today. You can check out part two tomorrow where Tony talks more specifically about his method and how to learn languages faster and more efficiently. I will see you guys tomorrow. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of English Nui Kuru Haju. If you like what we do, please check us out at EnglishNuiKuru.com, EnglishNuiKuru.com. There you can find everything you need, all of the episodes, transcripts, blog posts, articles, resources, and new courses that we are releasing this month. Thank you for your support. Most importantly, keep up the good fight and lose well. Até já já. Tchau.